You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. On today's show, we are going to be talking about a bit of a heavier topic, but one that I've been thinking about a lot recently, and that is chronic illness. And it has been quite a journey for me over the last few years and really my overall life. And There are a lot of things I wish I knew earlier on in my journey that I thought would be helpful and interesting to put into one podcast for those of you who also struggle with chronic illness, no matter where you're at on your journey. This might just make you feel less alone or give you some tips for your journey if you are earlier on in the process. And I also think this could be potentially helpful for anyone who has a loved one with chronic illness and you're looking to gain some insight about what it's like and maybe just understand how to better offer support for that person. Before we get into today's episode, though, I want to remind you about this month's amazing giveaway with Blue Blocks. Blue Blocks is my favorite brand of blue light blocking glasses. I have tried so many different brands over the years, but these are real deal and have totally changed my life and my sleep. So one lucky winner this month is going to receive a pair of blue blocks of their choice. And it's pretty simple to enter. All you have to do to enter is first of all, be following three accounts on Instagram. That's me, Christina Rice Wellness, the podcast Instagram page, which is Wellness Realness Podcast and Blue Blocks' Instagram, which is at Blue Blocks Official. And that's spelled B-L-U-B-L-O-X. And there are a few ways you can enter. The first is to leave a rating and review on iTunes and then take a screenshot of that rating and review and email it in to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. The other way is to share a screenshot of the show. So if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, just take a screenshot and upload it to Instagram and tag me, Christina Rice Wellness, tag Wellness Realness Podcast and tag Blue Blocks Official. And then you can email that screenshot into podcast at christinaricewellness.com. You have to email your entries in though, because that is how we are keeping track of all of the entries. That giveaway will be running throughout May of 2020. So the winner will be announced in early June. Even if you already have a pair, you probably want another. I have multiple and love them so much. So I wish you all the best of luck. If you are interested in health and wellness, you've probably heard by now that a high quality probiotic is so important to protect your overall health and your gut health. And if you are someone who has tried probiotics and you haven't noticed a difference, 
or you've noticed that your symptoms have actually gotten worse, then you might be taking a probiotic that isn't a real probiotic. In fact, most probiotics out there are not true probiotics. I'm incredibly picky when it comes to probiotics. As someone who has struggled with a very sensitive gut and also has worked with hundreds of clients who are in the same position, I don't take recommendations lightly. And my favorite probiotic is Just Thrive Probiotic and Antioxidant. This probiotic is different for a number of reasons. Just Thrive is a spore probiotic formulation made up of four bacillus strains. These are some of the most well-studied probiotic strains for both safety and efficacy, and they've been used for over 60 years. And what makes these so amazing is that the spore formulation survives the harsh gastric environment of the stomach and arrives 100% alive to the intestines, which is very, very important because studies show that Most probiotics on the market don't survive the harsh stomach environment, making them by definition not a true probiotic. There is no refrigeration needed. This is an easy way to spot if a probiotic is a true probiotic or not. If it has to be refrigerated, how do you think it's going to survive when it's swallowed into a 98.6 body, you know? And when it comes to probiotics, it's not actually about how many probiotic cells are in the product. It's about how many effective cells get to the intestines alive. Studies have shown that the strains in Just Thrive can create a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome by using just 1 billion CFUs per day. There actually aren't any published studies showing that a higher CFU count is better. It's about quality, not quantity. Just Thrive has been shown to help start healing leaky gut in as little as 30 days. Almost everybody has leaky gut. If you have any type of digestive symptoms, you probably have it, but leaky gut is the root cause of most major chronic illnesses like heart disease, diabetes, cancer, autoimmune disease, dementia, and more. If you want to support your immune system in a very powerful way, then Just Thrive Probiotic is the way to do it. We have over 80% of our immune system in our gut, so this is super, super important. Just Thrive can also help with metabolic reconditioning, which helps with weight loss. Some people find that just adding in a probiotic helps them lose extra fat. If you struggle with mood symptoms like depression, anxiety, high stress, then I would definitely recommend this as well as if you struggle with allergies, joint pain, or of course, any digestive symptoms. So if you want to get your hands on Just Thrive Probiotic or any of their other amazing products like Ultimate IgG, which is great for supporting the immune system or Gluten Away, which is really great to have on hand in case you accidentally get glutened, then just hop on over to bit.ly slash just thrive Christina and use my code Christina 15 for 15% off. Again, that's bit.ly slash just thrive Christina and use my code Christina 15 C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A 15 for 15% off. If there's one supplement I recommend most, this is it. Let's dive in though. Let's talk about all the things I wish I knew earlier on about struggling with and healing from chronic illness because there is a lot to unpack here. And I think I'll talk about some of the more tangible things at first and then move into more of the emotional components. So to start off, let's talk about nutrition. That seems like the obvious place to start. What I wish I knew about nutrition when it came to healing from chronic illness. Well, there are a few things I want to say. First of all, incredibly important to adjust your nutrition if you're struggling with a, a chronic illness. And this is something I caught on to pretty much immediately. I became obsessed with finding the right diet to heal, which I will get into in a, in a moment. But the thing here is just 
realistically, it is very important that you eat an anti-inflammatory diet. And what is an anti-inflammatory diet? Well, this is really going to be different for different people, honestly. But what I can assure you of is that it doesn't include highly processed refined foods, refined carbohydrates. I personally feel very strongly that it's important to remove refined sugar, gluten, inflammatory oils like vegetable oils, conventional sources of dairy, and alcohol. And from there, honestly, an anti-inflammatory diet can look very different for different people. And what I encourage you to tune into is what is making my body inflamed. Because for many people, a paleo-style diet, that's really what I fell into. Originally, a paleo-ketogenic style of eating was really what helped calm the inflammation in my body and helped me heal. However, that can shift over time. For other people, leaning more plant-based could help them. For other people, carnivore can help them. It's really dependent on the individual. And I think a lot of people really just want to find the perfect diet. And the thing I want you to know about that is that it's really important to tune into how you're feeling right now and what's causing symptoms for you right now. And that can change tomorrow. That can change next week. That can change in a year. And it's really important to be open to those changes. And I think especially with chronic illness, as you're healing, it's only natural for you to be able to shift your diet. Some people find something that works and they stick to it for a long time. Other people really do need to shift their diet. Like I am somebody who cannot do the same thing for too long a period of time or I don't feel good. And I also think that too much of anything can cause issues. So I've talked about this before in last week's episode, but sometimes to get back into balance, we swing to one side of the pendulum and then have to swing to the other side. And then finally we hit the middle. But I think just being really open to your body changing and not judging it for that and realizing that different diets are going to work for different people. And we also might not be able to understand the logic behind it. There are things that make me feel good in my body that maybe don't logically make sense, especially as somebody who understands a lot about nutrition and has studied nutrition very much in depth. There are things that I have seen work for clients that just don't make any logical sense to me or them, but you can't deny your experience. And at the end of the day, your body knows. I think there's a lot of power in just being open to everything and again, not judging anybody for what they need to do to to feel better. And I think this also comes from, you know, people who don't have a chronic illness and they might make comments about the way you eat or not understand and question you and tell you're doing it wrong. Well, if they're not in your body, they it's really not the place to judge. And you you really just don't know how somebody is feeling if you're not in their body. And if you don't have a chronic illness and you you see someone in your life who is changing their diet and you don't understand it and you want to make suggestions, please just honor their personal experience because it can be difficult when you feel like you have to defend the way you eat to people, which you don't have to defend it. But sometimes it can feel that way, especially when you're first changing your diet. And also, if you have chronic illness and you have found something that has allowed you to heal and it just feels like the most amazing thing in the world for you, that's incredible. And I'm so happy for you. And I am a big believer in sharing what has worked for you, but also understanding that just because it worked for you doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone else. There's a difference between sharing your experience and being people learn about a new way of eating that has really helped you and empowering other people. 
and trying to force it down other people's throat and telling them that they're doing it wrong. And so I think, you know, there's a fine line and we have to find the balance between those. But I think just the longer I have been on this journey and the more I've been in the nutrition space, and I've talked about this before, the more I realize that everything can work and people change so much over time. And sometimes actually very quickly they can change and people's bodies are so unique. And also I have just seen so many things that don't make logical sense heal people. It might not make logical sense to me, but it really works for them. And at the end of the day, it's just really important that people feel good in their bodies. But nutrition is extremely powerful and one of the most powerful factors for healing. I truly believe that. I mean, food is our fuel. Food is what is providing the resources and building blocks for our body. So we really want to take care of it. And the food you eat can have a huge impact on your inflammation, your brain function, your digestion, obviously. And if you're struggling with chronic illness, I would encourage you to be really open-minded and try different things if you haven't found what works for you yet. And also give your body some time to adjust, like really at least a month when you're trying something new. You really want to give your body that time to adjust because sometimes things do get worse before they get better. I'm just going to put that out there. And on the other side of the coin, if you have gotten healing from a very restrictive way of eating, then I really encourage you to make sure that you're not doing that for too long because you can make things worse in the long run. Sometimes things that help us short term over time can cause more issues. And so if it feels very restrictive, then, you know, view that as a healing diet. A healing diet is different than a forever diet. And make sure that you do have it in your plan to incorporate other foods in. I just really do think that when we are on one extreme for too long, it can it can cause imbalances in other places that might not show up for a long time, but it, it does show up. So just be cognizant of that. And I also want to remind you like about the nutrition. Something I wish I, I knew was that a lot of people might judge the way you eat or question the way you eat. Everybody has their own opinions. But the people who really care aren't your people and the people who really care about you and are good friends want you just to feel your best. And if you've found a way of eating that helps you heal and makes you feel amazing and makes you feel like you have your life back, then explain the benefits of why you eat this way and do it in a really loving way and not trying to force other people to do the same thing as you. But when you tell someone that it's making you feel really good, then they naturally want to support you. And it was interesting for me just seeing the different reactions of people in my life, re how I was eating. And my good friends never even thought twice about it. And I used to have all this anxiety about what people would think I was eating a certain way until I realized that the people who really loved me and really understood me and just one of my best interests, like they didn't worry about they didn't worry about it. They were so happy for me that I was finding things that were working for me and they were very supportive. And for people who don't have chronic illness, if you might be listening to this and you just don't understand all these people who change their diets and it seems so extreme, what I would say to you is that it's just really important to understand that the body of someone who has some type of chronic illness is very different than your body. And so people have different levels of stressors they can they can handle people have different immune systems some people have a stronger immune system than others people react to things in different ways and so for a more sensitive body putting a food 
in that body that is very inflammatory to that unique body can bring a host of very potentially intense, uncomfortable symptoms. And food really does have an impact on someone's overall life when they are that sensitive. And I really think that a lot of people who don't have chronic illness really just don't understand that because they haven't experienced it for themselves. So they can eat a lot of different things and they don't notice any symptom changes because their bodies can handle more. So they just haven't had that experience yet. So they don't understand it. So it can help if you just kind of explain your experience. And I don't say explain as in justify, just share your experience with your loved ones so they can start to understand. But the things I really wish I I knew was that there were going to be times when I was going to need to change my diet in ways that was difficult, but that I could definitely get through it. And then it was teaching me that there was more to life than just food. It also taught me that I really, really appreciated food more than other people because there are things that just gave me such bad symptoms. I also wish I knew that my diet was going to change. And for a while, you know, when I found something that worked for me, when I started feeling like things were going in the wrong direction, I was very resistant to changing because I wanted to just go back to what worked before. And I wish I just knew earlier on to accept that my body's needs are going to shift and change and I should just be open to that. And I did catch on to that, but I wish I had caught on to it earlier on. And I also wish I, I'm just going to be totally honest, I wish I hadn't spent so long on such restrictive diets. And I worked with a few practitioners who would put me on very restrictive diets for, I mean, years, like far too long. And I was just following the suggestions and sometimes more and more restriction is not the answer. And it made it really hard for me to add things in later on. And I kind of just backed myself into a corner. And so I wish I had focused a lot more on trying to keep as much variety as possible. I also wish I knew earlier on, which I don't think it took me too long to figure out, but anyone who was upset about the way I was eating or would make fun of me, really, would, they were just projecting their own insecurities onto me and it, it had nothing to do with me. And often people really just don't understand if you have invisible illness. So, you know, from the outset, if you look like you're just a regular functioning person and people look at you and they think you look healthy, right? You're young, you're in shape, you do all the things. They can't understand with their brains, why are you eating this way? You're fine. And they tell you you're fine. Only you know how it feels inside of your body and they don't understand how you are trying so hard every day to just get up and stay up and you are using all of your energy to act normal, they don't see that side. So just recognizing that when people get upset or question it, they just don't understand the full story. And often if they are bothered by the fact that you are very aware of which ingredients make you feel good and which ones don't, it's usually more of an insecurity around the way they eat for them. And that's that's not your your ish to deal with. And the other thing I wish I knew about healing earlier on was that although food, I believe, is a really important part of healing, it is not everything. And the perfect diet can't heal you if you have not addressed everything else going on beneath the surface. It is just one piece of the puzzle. And there are actually ways to heal without changing your diet at all. I don't recommend that because I think that it's important to take care of our bodies and treat them with respect and fuel them with foods that nourish our bodies. However, there are ways to heal without changing your diet. And that was something that was 
mind blowing for me. And just also took me a long time to realize that there was so much more than the food and that all of the underlying emotional work was actually so much more important. We will circle back to that. But while I'm talking about food and nutrition, I want to touch on supplements too. And something I wish I knew earlier on was, well, first of all, you know, when you have an invisible illness or chronic illness, you're usually taking a ton of pills. I've taken so many supplements for so long. And it's really important to have times when you are off all supplements. And a lot of practitioners will just put you on a ton and never really recommend you start to come off of them. But really with supplements, you only, I I just really recommend only taking them if you need them, not just taking random things to take them. And if you feel like your supplement protocol is just so crazy and it's been that way for a long time, try taking some out. Like if no one's directing you, but I mean, there are times when, when you're on a healing protocol, you might have to take a lot of supplements and it can really help with the healing process. They can be powerful, but that should be short term. And there comes a point where, you know, I remember I was like, I've been on 50 supplements every single day for three years. This has just got to stop. And I went off all my supplements and literally nothing changed. And sometimes having too many supplements in your routine is just causing more problems. Things are interacting in weird ways. You add something in and it gives you a side effect that you don't necessarily notice right away. And whenever I've worked with clients in the past, who have chronic illness and they've been on all these supplements for so long, the first thing I want to look at is their supplement protocol. And sometimes people do need some more supplementation. Other times though, people are just on so many things that aren't even doing anything. And I just feel like the practitioner, you know, has this list of, oh, this is what I give people and give them all the subs and never told them how long to take it for, or half of them weren't even really doing anything. But you know, maybe the practitioner just wanted the money from the supplement. I don't know. There's all kinds of weird things, but I just think there's a lot of over supplementation in many cases and, or, you know, there are definitely times when taking a lot of supplements is necessary and helpful, but it should be for the shorter term and, and where possible getting your nutrition from food is always ideal. It's much more bioavailable to the body. And I also just think that if you haven't had a period of time where you're off of your supplements, it's been a long time and you're taking like 50 things a day, it's really good to have breaks and just getting rid of everything and just seeing how your body, how your body feels. And again, this is, please do not remove anything without consulting with your healthcare provider, but it's something to think about because I just hate to see so many people on supplements that aren't really doing anything, potentially making things worse. And this has happened again and again in, in my practice where clients, you know, we start to take things away that there's really no use for anymore and their symptoms improve. And it was just because the, the, the supplements were causing weird side effects. So please keep that in mind. Recently, I've been doing a lot of research on circadian biology and all the different ways that light exposure affects our sleep, our hormones, our weight, our inflammation levels, so many things. And one of the easiest light hacks in the world that I recommend everybody take advantage of is just wearing blue light blocking glasses. This is also critical for getting the highest quality sleep possible. When it comes to sleep, it's not just about how much you get. It's actually the quality of the sleep that is most important. And with so many of us on our screens all the time, it is highly, highly important that we are doing something to prevent digital eye strain and make sure the light from our laptops and our phones aren't 
completely destroying our circadian rhythms, our sleep, and our hormonal secretion. I've tried a lot of blue light blocking glasses in the last few years, but by far the best and the only brand that is 100% backed by science is Blue Blocks. They have three lenses, their Sleep Plus, their Summer Glow, and their blue light lenses. The Sleep Plus Red Lens is a lens you would want to put on after sunset, which is going to help improve your sleep, reduce your anxiety, and relax you. These are the classic blue light blocking glasses that you think of with the red lenses, but the red lens is incredibly important. Those orange lenses are only blocking out a portion of the blue and green spectrum that we need to block to optimize our circadian rhythm. And then during the day, you would want either the blue light clear lens or the summer glow yellow lens. The blue light clear lens is best for people who work in more natural lighting during the day. And the summer glow yellow lens is best for people who work under harsher artificial lighting and or anyone who wants the extra benefits of color therapy. So if you struggle with seasonal depression or anxiety, the summer glow yellow lenses would be great, but both will help with preventing digital eye strain and preventing any migraines or headaches from being on screens all day. And if you really want to up your sleep game, make sure you get the Remedy Sleep Mask. This is a 100% light blocking sleep mask that really helps with REM and deep sleep. This is a game changer for me because you probably don't realize how much light can creep in even when you think all of the lights are off and your blinds are closed. Blue Blocks also has a ton of different frames to pick from, about 20 different frames, and they have a send in your own frame service if you want to use your own frames. You can also make use of their prescription service if you need a prescription. Personally, my favorite frame is the Parker frame. I get complimented all the time on my Blue Blocks glasses and people always ask me what brand they are. I always am wearing Blue Blocks. If you're seeing me wear glasses in my Instagram stories, they're always Blue Blocks. I also love that for every pair of blue blocks they sell, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision who gifts them to someone in need. So it's a great cause as well. So if you want to improve your sleep, balance out your hormones, regulate your weight all just by wearing glasses and prevent all of those headaches and that digital eye strain from looking at screens all day, make sure you go to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, for 15% off. And when you get your pair of frames in the mail, take a selfie, tag me, tag Blue Blocks, and I'm excited to see which frames you pick. Now, I also want to touch on exercise because this is an interesting one, and many people have chronic illness you know, are very health conscious. And depending on where you're at in your journey, something I wish I knew earlier on was I honestly wish I had just stopped exercising altogether besides walking for much longer than I did. And when I was really, really sick when I was in college, I I gave up exercise. Um, I needed to because I needed to put on as much weight as I could and my body just couldn't handle it. But Then when I reached a healthy weight again, I mean, I love exercising and so I just added it back in. And I think that when you have a chronic illness and you're not fully healed, to continue with the same exercise routine is often too stressful on the body depending on what you're doing. And I think for me, I always felt like, oh, I'm not doing anything too stressful because I would just lift weights, nothing too heavy. I wasn't ever a cardio person, ever a running person. But looking back, I think that just keeping up with my very consistent exercise routine, that probably was a bit too much at some times. But then even when it got less vigorous, I guess, and I was working out 
you know, three to four times a week, nothing too crazy. I think sometimes even that can be too much for the body. And it's just, I wish I had been gentler on my body much earlier on and for a longer period of time until I felt fully healed. And I think that's part of just the surrender process. And a lot of us are trying to hold on to things that make us feel quote normal or like we can do things that other people can do. And so we cling to it and we might not realize how that's adding to the stress bucket. So even though the exercise itself doesn't feel like it's adding to the stress bucket a lot because, you know, we feel fine when we do it, it is another stressor. And when the body is just overloaded, sometimes the body just needs to calm down. And so I wish that I had just eased up on things earlier on and focused mostly just on walking and yoga for a much longer period of time. And I've had ebbs and flows of kind of just letting my body get to such a bad place where I'm like, wow, I have no choice but to stop working out besides walks. And I wish I had just never let my body get to the point and it was just much gentler on it in terms of exercise. And, you know, there are all kinds of recommendations out there and it really depends on your illness and what you're struggling with. But I just think my body in particular was so sensitive. And I see this with a lot of my clients too. And sometimes it's just faster for the overall healing process if you take out every stressor, right? And one of those can be exercise. So really only gentle movement. I think even for me, like in the way I do movement, it's more about the energy behind it. So I mean, I can go on a walk and it feels stressful to me, (laughs) you know, if I'm like power walking versus something that feels very gentle and uh, low intensity, like yoga is really nice, even Pilates. But I think sometimes even just stressing the muscles, depending on what point you're at, can be too much. And for me, it took me years. I mean, I don't, I didn't really realize it until honestly the last six months, realize how sensitive my body is because my brain is so go, go, go and go getter. And like it, my brain doesn't match my body at all. And my body has been screaming at me to slow down, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't fully listening. And this ties into sleep too. Like I wish I realized earlier on how important the sleep, the sleep really was and resting as much as possible. That has been a really hard lesson for me to learn and just reducing all the stressors in my life and approaching life in a different way. And for so long, I was trying to heal by, and I thought I was healing by eating a squeaky clean, quote, anti-inflammatory paleo diet and taking this rigorous supplement protocol and exercising because that's what healthy people do. And my doctors wanted me to take care of my body and, you know, meditating and I'm healing, right? I'm, I'm doing all the things, but it was such a masculine approach to healing in terms of masculine energy. And I wasn't in this place of surrender. I really wasn't in healing mode. And I was doing all the things on the surface, but it wasn't actually healing. It was just like going through the motions, right? Because you can eat the perfect diet and take the perfect supplements. But if you're still stressed out, it's really hard for the body to heal. And that's what is really the most important thing to address is your stress levels and your inflammation. And it's hard to reduce the intangible stressors in our lives. Like it's really hard to face, okay, uh, my schooling situation is very, very stressful. My family situation is stressful. My career, my job, like this is stressful. This relationship with a friend or a friend of a friend, or even just your relationship with yourself, whatever it might be, those things that are stressing you out, that keep you up at night, that you are insecure about, those are stressors. and going through the motions is very, very different than actually removing stressors in your life. And I think that one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn and one of 
the most important things I wish I knew about healing from chronic illness was that reducing your stress is the most important thing and not to be overlooked. And when you tell people to reduce their stress, it's just kind of like, yeah, I know I meditate. I'm going to, you know, try and work less today. I'm going to take a day off. That's very, very different than energetically, truly reducing your stress and cutting off negative relationships or creating extreme distance and getting out of that job you hate that sucks the life out of you moving because your neighbors are crazy or just not happy in your location. These are big life changes that really make the biggest difference on healing. And as I have moved, as I have physically moved different to different apartments, to different cities, I notice a change in my healing and environment is everything. And even down to the more you can get out into nature, that is so, so incredibly healing. It's something that is also very overlooked. And I think, you know, I felt my worst when I was in a building at all times and didn't have any connection to nature, trees, grass, the ocean, water, whatever it was, like the less fresh air I was getting, the worse I felt. And I think people just don't realize how much environment affects you, even just, you know, how bright and open is your space, how cluttered is your space, or is it clean? All of these things affect how we feel and our stress levels and are sending certain signals to our brains and just having a space and environment that makes us happy and makes us feel calm is so, so key for healing. But besides the environment, going back to the people and the relationships, this is probably the hardest, the hardest thing. And I, I mean, I've gotten pretty good about it. I don't really leave people in my life that stress me out, but there are people that felt very removed from my life that you know, even though I didn't talk to them very often, it were still energetically causing me stress. I didn't realize how much I needed to really create energetic distance in, in relationships because there can be people that you don't talk to very often who are still huge stressors. And part of healing is honestly just learning to be very honest and kind of savage and just give no fucks and say, this is what I need to feel better. And really taking the time to be selfish. Like uh, it's very important to be selfish to heal in my opinion. And the word selfish has a negative connotation, but it's not a negative thing. It's just about doing what you need to do. And guess what? This is your life. This is your life. And if something is sucking the life out of you and not making you happy, then you don't need it right now. And I honestly think that it like <laughs> getting to the worst part of my health journey where I just didn't even know if I was going to live anymore allowed me to be a lot more selfish and learn to be savage without caring. Because when you hit a point where you think, honestly, I could die tomorrow, you just really don't give a fuck anymore. You're like, I don't care what other people think because I don't even know if I'm going to make it tomorrow. So I'm just going to do me and do what I have to do to be happy. And I hate that I had to hit that point to actually understand that, but it was a really good learning lesson because now whenever I overthink things, I always think, okay, this could be way worse. And at the end of the day, does it really matter? What is the worst that can happen? I end a relationship with somebody who is stressing me out, who isn't serving me, who is an energy vampire, and I feel better in what they get mad. I mean, that's their responsibility, how they feel. So I know it might sound savage to people who don't really understand it. But at the end of the day, we have one life. It's our life. And it's not our job to cater to other people. And this can really impact your healing. Like on a physical level, this can impact your healing. People who have chronic illness are more sensitive. And this is not just about the physical things. It's about the emotional things as well, which comes down to emotional trauma. And if you have any type of chronic illness, getting to the root of the emotional trauma 
where you got stuck in fight or flight. This is so, so important and doing so much deep, energetic, emotional work. The health and wellness space can be so overwhelming. And that is why I created my uplevel membership to help you cut through the BS and really figure out what actually is going to work for your body. You know, I am all about a truly holistic approach, and that is why I cover a ton of different topics in Uplevel, including gut health, regulating your hormones, healthy weight loss, fitness, self-confidence, manifestation, and of course, all things nutrition. I even provide some of my most used protocols with clients directly in the membership portal, including my candida diet protocol and my liver detox protocol and my leaky gut protocol. I used to offer these only to clients and now I share them with anyone in our community in the membership. When you join Uplevel, you will have access to never before seen interviews, hours of exclusive video content, hours of online course content, including my foundational course, Wellness Foundations, that covers nutrition, gut health, supplements, fitness, mindset, sleep, stress management, and more as well as sneak peeks of other courses like the Ditch Your Acne course and my Paleo Women Lifestyle course. And you also get a few different recipe eBooks, two eight-week at-home workout guides, my grocery shopping list, and other downloads. And I think the best part is the community of other high-vibe women. We have monthly live Q&A calls with me and the other women in the membership. And that is exactly where you can ask me anything you want. Plus, you can get to know other members in our private forum. There are hundreds of exclusive blog posts in the membership that cover all things health and wellness, as well as exclusive recipes and workouts. So you will have plenty of content to entertain yourself with. You have access to a practitioner and hundreds of hours of exclusive content to help you reach your health and wellness goals for less than the price of a matcha and a gluten-free muffin. So if you are ready to up-level your health and wellness and join our community of incredible high-vibe women, then just head on over to christinaricewellness.com slash membership to sign up now. You can cancel your membership at any time, but I don't think you'll want to. And you can also get two months for free if you enroll for a year-long subscription. So just head on over to christinaricewellness.com slash membership if you want to learn more and sign up. And make sure you take a picture and share it on Instagram stories. Tag me so I can see what content you are diving into. Something I wish I learned earlier on that I wish I knew was that I was not going to really start to heal until I opened up some very deep emotional wounds. And I used to think I was healing from them because I went to therapy twice a week and talked about stuff. But there were things that were just so incredibly deep. And this ties into energy healing, too. I wish. I had started deep energy healing very early on in my journey. And I really, really believe that that has been huge for me. And it's, it goes so much deeper for me than really anything else. And understanding that there are energetic cords that we have, energetic blockages that can all contribute to illness and even things that we bring into this life that aren't ours, that we pick up on other people's energy that can weigh us down and can cause sickness. And you never know where you're going to pick something up from. But that stressful person that you lived with for five years, they definitely energy dumped on you and you're probably holding on to all of that energetically and might not even realize it because you haven't talked to them in three years and they, they it feels out of sight, out of mind, but you're holding on to it. And it's just 
there's just so many things that we don't realize energetically that we hold on to and energy work for me, shifting that energetic plane uh, and doing the emotional work, the trauma work has been the most transformative and it's something I'm still working on. And it it's like, I, I thought I was doing it and I wasn't really doing it until you're so deep and you're crying so hard. It brings you to your knees and you feel like your chest is just ripping open and you can't breathe and you're like, holy shit, this is it. This is stuff I didn't even know I had within me and I don't even know why I'm crying. And it really is like crashing waves that come up and it's so intense and you feel like you can't even, you can't even bear it. And you also can't do anything to move backwards. And then it calms down a bit and then it comes up again, like another wave. And I think it's hard to describe, but I know a lot of people who tell me they're doing emotional work and energetic work and I'm talking to them and I just know they're not actually getting there. It's so deep. And for me, this was the same thing. And like, I wish I could tell my, my earlier self, even like two years ago, like, I know you think you're getting there and it feels like a lot for you right now, but you haven't even hit it yet. You haven't even gotten so deep that it's ripping you open in the way it, it will. And healing trauma is the key to healing from chronic illness and healing from trauma is, is painful and uncomfortable. And this is something just in general about healing from chronic illness. It is not easy and it's not comfortable and you're going to be pushed outside of your comfort zone many, many times. The more you accept that challenge, that emotional challenge, or the more you focus on those underlying deeper wounds, the emotional traumas, your relationship with yourself, the sooner you're going to start to really heal because it really does all start on that energetic and emotional plane and then manifest physiologically. And it's, it can be things that we, we never even think about. Trauma can refer to a wide range of experiences. It's not always a, a big T trauma like that we think of. It's often what we call a little T trauma. And the thing is, there's, there's no judgment around that. Like I think a lot of people think these little T traumas aren't as important as the big T traumas, but it's not it's not about that. It's about how how we perceive it. And it's really honoring that something that might seem so small and insignificant to you could have been perceived by your body as a trauma and put you into fight or flight and then put you into the freeze state. And sometimes all the things add together. And sometimes it's just one thing that really triggers you there. And this gives you an energetic block that manifests physiologically later on. It can just, it can just really snowball. But it's it's definitely not easy. And the thing about that is that I know it's really hard to hear and people resist it, but it's always happening for you, not to you. And there are moments in the journey that you just think, how the fuck can this be for me? I don't know what the purpose of this is. And it's never, well, sometimes it is, but it's usually not clear in the moment until you have some hindsight and it's not easy to have that perspective of of trusting that you know that it's for you. It's not easy, but it does come come apparent later on and I also think it's important to remember that the greatest healers have often gone through the most difficult things in their lives. If you really look at people who are powerful healers and I use that term broadly, They've gone through some really, really difficult things that in the moment probably felt like they were going to last forever and they didn't know how they were going to come out of it, but they did. And it it allowed them to expand and up level and see the world in a different way. 
and completely changed their mindset. And that is what served them to eventually be able to fulfill their purpose. Chronic illness can be very difficult, but it definitely allows you to mature and shift and change at a rapid pace and puts you on a path that can bring you to people and experiences that are so incredibly rewarding and gratifying. You probably meet the most incredible people and open your mind to the most life-changing experiences and just ways of viewing the world that you wouldn't have otherwise. But remember that the universe doesn't give you more than you can handle. And that is a very tough pill to swallow. And there are there have been many times in my journey where I tried to remind myself of that and I, I just couldn't even see it. And I would tell myself that, but I couldn't feel it. I was in so much pain and struggling so much that I just couldn't couldn't wrap my brain around it and even thinking, well, even if this is for for a purpose, I don't get it and I don't feel it now and it can't continue like this. And I've done everything, I've tried everything and it's not working. And just really letting myself be in that victim mindset, which is so triggering in the moment because you're just like feeling so horrible and you have the one voice in your head. Well, I would have the one voice saying, you're just being a victim. This is for you. This is happening for you. You're not given more than you can handle. And then the other voice in my head saying, fuck you. I cannot handle this. What's the point of waiting around for my purpose? But then you get through it and you become stronger and you find so much more so much more meaning in your life and you develop such deeper relationships. You learn that having purpose really is so incredible and you are no longer afraid to do the things that give you purpose and you become more fearless. You become braver and not everybody has the experiences in their lives that pushes them to become so courageous. So I wish I knew earlier on that it was going to get very difficult. And even when I thought it was really difficult, it was going to get even more difficult. But really, really remembering that it's all happening for a purpose, especially healers who tend to go through some deep shit, but just to lean into trust. And for me, spirituality really helped me. And I, that's another thing I wish earlier on I had really just developed a strong a strong sense of spirituality, which is something that, you know, took me longer to get into and now I'm so grateful for it. But really being open to many different healing modalities and ways of thinking, that was key. And just just be open to anything. There are going to be things on your journey that make no sense to you that you didn't buy into before, but it's good to get off your high horse and set your ego aside and just be be very open to what's working for you and remembering that you know your body better than anyone else. And even when it doesn't make sense, listen to your body. And even if the person you look up to the most in the health and wellness space tells you to be doing X, Y, Z, that this is the way to go, if it's not working for you, don't fight your body. Don't fight your body. Surrender. Your body knows. No one else knows your body better than you. And I've been told I was a liar and that it doesn't make sense and there's something I'm missing and I don't have the right tests and blah, blah, blah by all these different practitioners and doctors. And honestly, like <laughs> it always takes a couple years and then I look back and I'm like, yep, I was right. I knew my body and you just wanted to fit me in a box and that's why it didn't work. Trust your body. Trust yourself. It's really the greatest lesson in trusting yourself above all other people. We put 
science and letters, people who have letters on a pedestal. But at the end of the day, they can guide us and they can give us amazing information. There are incredible people out there, but I want you to always listen to your body and trust your body. And that also comes down to just trusting your intuition as to who you want to work with to help you along the way. And I think for healing purposes and learning to trust my intuition, I really wish I had gotten deeper into spirituality earlier on. And I really wish I had found human design five years ago because I think that a lot of illness comes from just living out of alignment. To be honest, it kind of sets up the energetic stage and and for that. And the more you live according to your human design, the more you live in alignment, things just flow in. Your physical health will start to improve. And if I had always been living according to my my design, I probably wouldn't have uh, had some of the emotional experiences that I had because I would have avoided the situations, if that made sense. But I really wish I had gotten to that much earlier on on my in my chronic illness journey. Let's also talk about support. Speaking of that, because I think it's incredibly important to work with practitioners that you fully trust and are supporting you and offer you a safe space, people who you feel comfortable being vulnerable with. I have found that I don't necessarily get my best results working with people who I think are the smartest ones in the room, but rather the ones that I I trust the most, I connect with the most, I resonate with the most, and I just feel safe with. And they allow me to open up a bit more and they are willing to be collaborators and think outside the box versus people who who have a very strict paradigm they want to fit everybody into that that has always kind of kicked me in the butt. And when you have chronic illness, I think there are many times when you just resist looking for practitioners because you've been to so many and you feel like no one gets it, no one's helping you. And I hate to say it, but you usually just haven't found the right person. Um, You know, it took me a long time to find the right people. But when you do, it is so, so incredibly helpful because you, you should not be doing it all alone. You don't have to do it all alone. You might also want to try looking for different practitioners. You know, maybe you're looking for an FMD, but maybe maybe an FMD isn't what you need. Maybe you need an NTP or a Reiki healer or an astrologer or an acupuncturist or a human design coach. There are so many different people who can help you. And honestly, whenever I felt very stuck, I have gotten the most benefits from someone who I felt like would know the least about my situation because they weren't so caught in their heads. And I see this a lot with with clients I've had in the past who are seeing like five different FMDs and all these people in the functional medicine space. And it's almost like they're so deep in it. They can't even see the simple things that people are missing. And they're so out of touch with the emotional trauma side that they're not actually getting to the root problem. And it's more just like supplements and changing the diet and a lot of just trying to force things to get better instead of allowing the body to get back into balance. But it reminds me of therapy in the the sense of when I first started therapy, I gave up on it because I had seen like eight different therapists and I didn't connect with any of them. And I felt like it wasn't working. And I was like, therapy doesn't work. And then I finally found a therapist who I loved and my opinion on it completely changed. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. Everybody needs to go to therapy. She is changing my life. So I know that practitioner shopping can be very difficult and disheartening sometimes, but 
There are so many incredible people out there and please feel free to reach out to me if you're struggling with something and want a referral. I don't take clients right now, but I have a really amazing network of all different types of practitioners and healers and I'm happy to offer a referral if if you're looking for someone to help you. But I think, you know, just a fresh perspective, uh, a new type of practitioner can be very, very helpful. I had hit a point where I was seeing so many different FMDs and NTPs and I was finally like, honestly, screw this. And then I just started seeing energy healers and that opened up a whole new world for me. And I'm so, so happy that I I had that, I hit that breaking point because I made such an incredible life-changing discovery. And speaking of support, the other thing here is having a personal support system that you can really count on. I know for me, I would not talk about how I was feeling, the symptoms I was struggling with, what I had to do. I really wouldn't open up to people because I felt like I needed to be really strong and I didn't want to be a burden on anyone. And when you have invisible illness, chronic illness, you often feel like you're a burden on other people. And I I also just wanted to live a normal life. And so I don't want people to treat me differently or, you know, they always ask, how are you doing? Are you feeling better? Like, my God. People, when they ask, when you ask somebody, there's nothing worse than asking somebody with chronic illness, are you feeling better today? There are people in my life who literally every time they see me, they say, are you feeling better today? Have you been feeling better? And I'm like, it's not the kind of, it's not a cold. It's not going to go away tomorrow. You know, that just makes people feel worse. (laughs) Oh my God. Know that people, people don't do that on purpose. But if you're listening to this, please don't ever ask someone with chronic illness if they're feeling better today. Like, oh man. Yeah. Anyway, I want to encourage you if you do struggle with chronic illness to know that for the people who really love you and support you, you will not be a burden. Sharing how you're feeling isn't a burden. It is actually a gift. People recognize that's a gift when they really love you because you are being open and vulnerable and trusting them. And I wish I knew this earlier on that it was really going to help me heal if I shared what I was going through with the people in my life. And it's always been much easier for me to share things like on my podcast or on my blog than for people who are super, super close to me because I didn't want to be a burden to them or for them to treat me any differently in my daily life. And I just assumed people aren't going to get it. They're just not going to get it. So I would even bother. And the thing is that a lot of people aren't going to get it. That's fine. But the people who are really close to you, they want to get it and they want to understand, but they're not going to be able to understand unless you actually explain what you're what you're dealing with. And this is especially important when you're going through any type of like healing phase, Herxheimer reaction, going through a flare, just kind of letting people know, hey, sometimes this happens and this is the kind of support I need. Like maybe that's, they act a certain way, say a certain say a certain thing for me. I just kind of want people to give me some more grace and I don't want them to make a big deal out of it if I if I got, go into a flare, but just know like, hey, I, I'm down right now and I know you can't see, you can't see it, how I'm feeling on the inside, but I'm in a lot of pain. My brain isn't working. I can't function. I really need you to be gentle with me and just giving people that awareness can be extremely helpful and pe- people want to understand people want to to support you and this is important that the people closest to you really really know this because healing is not linear it's not and that's something that I mean I really wanted it to be but it's not it's like you feel like you're getting so much better and then you crash and then you feel like you're getting better again and then if it goes goes down like 
that can that can happen for people and it sucks and it can be very discouraging but knowing knowing that it's not going to be linear is helpful at a time and also when the people in your life support you and know what's going on they can you know just help help along the way so you get some encouragement and don't feel like you're in it alone and the most important thing is that you know you're not alone. There's so many people out there who are going through something similar and so many people that want to support you and you don't have to do it alone and I don't want you to do it alone. So when there's someone who you know it's safe to let them in, let them in. And sometimes it can be very, very scary, but honestly, it's a great way to figure out if someone is real deal or not, if they're ride or die. If you let them in and explain how you're feeling, what you've been going through and they support that, honor that, you know they are amazing and someone you want in your life for sure. So don't be afraid to ask for help and give yourself grace. When your body is screaming at you to calm down, calm down. And this also comes down to surrender. You have to surrender to heal. You have to just let your body heal and give it what it needs and stop trying to force it to be a certain way. Stop trying to force it to heal. This shows up in different ways. Some people try and force it through diet. Some people through exercise some people through supplements forcing is not surrendering <laughs> it's it's forcing let your body rest and listen to what it needs even if it doesn't make sense even if it's hard or uncomfortable surrendering with emotions is another side of this just being open and journaling going to therapy seeing an energy healer really just talking about what's on your mind self-care is something that people just talk about and it seems like this fluffy thing self-care is real it's important to have self-care so what actually makes you feel good and and gives you positive energetic vibrations in your body that is going to allow you to heal. Maybe that's journaling, maybe that's meditating, maybe that is walking by the beach, maybe it's walking outside, maybe it's sitting in the grass. Grounding is incredibly healing, putting your feet on the earth. Self-care needs to be a very big part of your healing process, just as important as eating an anti-inflammatory healing diet and just as important as taking any supplements or medications. The other side of this though, and something that I wish I learned much earlier on was about brain rewiring and the power of the brain to help us heal. And that really, I mean, our brains send signals throughout our body of either sickness or health. And you can heal from pretty much anything by rewiring your brain. And my friend, Rachel Barber is the the person who really taught me this in depth and it was something that a lot of people want to resist and it just seems like it doesn't even make sense how can that be real but literally you can heal anything by rewiring your brain and it's not a quick process but it really gets deep into your neural pathways it rewires your neural pathways to send messages of healing and health to your body instead of illness however that requires taking radical responsibility for all of your thoughts and emotions and it's a lot of underlying trauma work and I mean it's hard work it's emotional work and it takes time every day but it really just also ties into the fact that there's so much more to it than nutrition and supplements food and supplements and exercise there's so much more and it's that deeper emotional energetic work rewiring your brain that is going to give you the most powerful healing that that lasts and I sometimes I think that a lot of the more surface level stuff is just another form of a band-aid approach. And I think it's so powerful to get to the root and change your, change your thoughts and realizing that being a negative person and being around negative things and watching scary movies, like 
that all contributes to sickness, as does negative self-talk, as does living like you're sick, expecting yourself to be sick, assuming that when you eat that food, you're going to have a reaction, thinking that you're sick, playing the victim, like victim mindset makes people sick. And that's, it's really hard to, you know, to really get down to and, and change. But the fastest way to healing is being honest with yourself for sure. We can't pin everything on diet and supplements. And sometimes it is, it, it is the diet and underlying things going on there. But oftentimes, oftentimes it's really rooted in negative pathways in our brains and negative emotions. And bringing it back to something tangible, what I've learned after a while on this journey is that <laughs> it really all comes down to detox. <laughs> I mean, physically, all of the gut issues and the hormone issues. It's, I mean, when it's chronic illness, it's usually always rooted in like heavy metals or mold or some type of toxicity in the body that's causing all these infections to keep coming up. And a detox is always super important for chronic illness, just physically. And that's also energetic detox and emotional detox, stress detox. It's really detoxing all of that. And that is what truly creates the path to healing. Detox on all levels and really, really getting to the root cause. And oftentimes, even in functional medicine and alternative medicine, we talk about root cause and it's not actually root cause. Detoxing all the way down to the cellular level and also detoxing your thoughts and emotions, what's happening in your brain, in your body on an energetic level, going really deep, early childhood, birth, even before that. Detox is critical, literally and metaphorically. And the last thing I want to say, if you're struggling and you feel hopeless, is that even when you think you've tried everything, there's always something else to try. And don't give up hope. If you haven't found the thing yet that allows you to heal, it's just because there's something else waiting for you on your path that's going to allow you to learn something that's going to change your life, set you on the path to finding your life purpose. There's some lesson you haven't learned yet, whether that be a, a life lesson or or just another thing you're meant to find because maybe you're meant to share that with other people. There are so many different healing modalities and I know a lot of people who have, quote, tried everything and there is always something else to try whether it be a new diet, a new supplement, ozone therapy, a new detox program, a new type of practitioner, learning about human design, a different type of trauma work. There are so many different layers to it. And I know the process is uncomfortable, but you're on this journey for a reason. And the more uncomfortable you feel, the more you expand and grow as a human so trust the process. Surrender. Don't try and force your body to do anything. Don't try and force your body to be a certain way. Release control and trust. Give gratitude for what you do have. Try and find the beauty in every single day because there is. Surround yourself with people who are loving and positive and bring light to your life and know that you can and you will heal, but it's about the journey, not the destination. And the journey isn't always fun, but you've been given this experience for a reason. So that's where I want to wrap up for today. Those are some of the things I wish I knew about healing from chronic illness. Not everybody understands, people judge, but there are a lot of people who love you and support you. And it's about finding, finding those people and some of the shittiest things 
in our lives lead us to the greatest rewards. So trust that process. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share this with someone you think it would help. And I will chat with you again next time. Bye.